Hey, it's Gareth and Justine, and welcome to Ask, Ask Me Hoop. So today we're going to talk about friendships on nights out. And we were, how did we get inspiration for this? We were inspired by Can't Cope, Won't Cope, the RTE show about two two wonderful coaches living the life in Dublin and kind of like struggling under the weight of their own social ambition. And I actually went drinking with one of the actresses in that show. I did not know that. Shauna Kerslack. Hey, hey, if you're listening, you're probably never going to listen to this, but if you do. Who's she? Uh, Shauna Kerslack. She, how I think do you know she's her? from... I went to a girl, I went, to, I went to a girl, I went to college with this girl, um, and she was friends with her, and she used to come out on nights out with us. Oh yeah? She's really nice. Was she bad? Which one was she? The one, um... The one in the office or the art? The office one. Okay. So there's two girls, there's one in the office and there's one studying art in Canco Bonco, and... Yeah. You explain your better at this. Oh, uh, about the show? Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they're at different stages in their life and one of them is trying to make a go of something she considers to be her future and the other one is kind of living what she thought would be her future and panicking about it because she doesn't seem to be at the same place as anybody else that she knows in life. Like, she goes back and visits an ex and he's married with a child and she had no idea. She sleeps with a child she used to babysit. Yeah. But he's well, not she doesn't sleep with legal age. She legal. doesn't sleep with him. She just kisses him. And then he oh, says something about going to school on Monday. And she's like, I gotta go. Stay in school. <laughs> and not that I can actually relate to that, but I feel like it's, I'm not that far off. Yeah. They're like 28 though. So similar our age. 20, 27. But yeah. Yeah. 27. We're 27. And well, you're not. <laughs> I'm still 20. I'm holding on. Just <laughs> um, and you're one. Um. Shauna's character. Yeah, she starts going out on her own and drinking on her own because... Because her, her friend makes a new friend and is spending less time with her and is more yeah. dedicated to college. Yeah. Um, and if anybody's interested, you can actually find the art that's in the show featured as hers under Laura Callahan illustration on Instagram. And it's She's amazing. She does like independent magazines and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say to you? Yeah, but if you... um. That's how we got the inspiration. How we got the inspiration for this podcast is basically that moment I think of her mm-hmm. being on her own, drinking on her own, going to coppers on her own. Also, the, never doing that. Yeah, I know, God. but like having your friends and going on nights out and then not having that anymore. Yeah. And then just kind of losing the run of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've done that. I've lost the run of myself. Yeah. But I've never gone to coppers on my own, so that's like my badge of honor. Um. Anyway, so what we're going to be talking about today is our own experiences drinking and with drinking and friendships throughout the years. We're going to start by each sharing our first social drink experience. You want to go, Garrett? Oh God. Um. Yeah. So I was probably about eight. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. My mom's going to kill me when she hears this. Um. And my sister was having her debs. I know I was in line. And we had a party in the house. And two of my neighbours' kids were there as well. And, like, we all lived on the same road. So we're all, like, obviously friends. And um, we snuck upstairs to my sister's bedroom. We had, like, an upstairs. Our house was, like, converted. So, like, the upstairs was just a bedroom. It was, like, a bungalow converted. And we opened up one of her, like, you know, those pulley windows. Mm-hmm. And do you love v- Vita? Yeah. V-Lux? Yeah, the Vlux ones, yeah. And we drank a can of Budweiser between us. We found it. Very nice. I think we snuck it out of the kitchen or something. Were you as mad over? Uh, mad over. There's actually a picture <laughs> of me with the can of Budweiser. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Awful, like, nine mm. with a can of Budweiser and somebody took a picture of me in it. Well, I mean, yeah, but like there's pictures of me from my first holiday when I was like three years old with a cigarette in one hand and a pint of Guinness in the other. Like, no, obviously I wasn't smoking and drinking, but I can understand why there's pictures of you with the bud. Catholic Ireland is spinning its grave. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, what about you? What happened to you? Oh God. It's hard to pin it down really because like when we were in school, when we were in primary school, me and my cousins all went to my nanny's house before school and she had like a huge amount of alcohol in the house. So we used to like put like, I think it was like an apple whiskey or something. If you're not Irish, you're just going to think we're alcoholics. You're going to think we're alcoholics. (laughs) But we would put like apple whiskey into the cap of the bottle. And we do shots of it before going to school. Oh my god. <laughs> Why age were you? Uh, I think we were about 10. So probably around the same age as you. And was it like a true dare thing? Or were you just... We were just like, you know, you're told you can't have something. And you're like, I am going to have it. <laughs> and that's how I... That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> but on my first proper like social teen outing, 
with drinking was um, we were in Temple Bar, as you do, drinking vodka from a bottle and then went to the cinema, passing vodka over the stalls in the bathroom to see Scary Movie Tree. You know, obviously the best film ever. Um, and then went home. I was locked. I was 15 years old. My mom would see it in my face. And I was like, I'm sorry, ma. I started bawling my eyes out and told her I was bullied into it because uh, she and she knew she knew she knew straight away I was full of shit uh, but she let me away with it that night she, I think she was laughing at me I can't remember if that was what something, something similar happened to me uh, that girl actually that I was drinking when I was, when I was eight she came down to visit me when I moved to Cavan I moved to Cavan when I was eleven, and my mum had loads of like cans under the press but it was like for my brothers drinking and like coming down on the weekends and stuff because they were living in Dublin they're a bit older than they're a bit older yeah and she came down and she was like, oh, come on, let's go drinking, let's go knacker drinking. And she was like 14. I was like, oh no, we're going to get caught, we're going to get caught. So uh, I took loads of cans from the press and like I put them in a bag or something. I don't even know how it got away. It was so loud, like clinging the bag. Like, it was just terrible, sneaking past like my mum, mm-hmm. sneaking past her. And uh, went outside, got like five cans, there was about seven of us. And we were all drinking these five cans in the field till like three in the morning. So um, the next day I came back and my mum was like, oh, there's only a few cans left in the press. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. And she's like, well, like, what happened to Garrett? Like, did you drink them? I was like, no, um, she made, made me take them out of the house and she drank them. <laughs> oh my God, she made such a bitch. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, she made. Um, yeah, so I blamed her completely. Yeah, no, I mean, we've but, all been there. And like, they're full aware. Yeah. They are, the parents know <laughs> that you're full of shit, like, but well, it's kind of an Irish pastime, I guess. Did you ever go to school discos? Uh, we, no. Uh, what do you mean, school like discos? Like a school, like an, not like a frog thing, but like an actual get the bus to a disco, like. Oh, you mean like Satonians like or, or the Wes or something yeah, like yeah. that? No, I didn't. You never went to Barcode when it was... No, no, I went to, um, I went to blast gigs. I went to, um, sort of like band, um, band competitions in town and in different schools like that. Band yeah. Like, you know, musical instruments were played. Okay. There was teenage boys there. There was, was it like glee or something? <laughs> no, it was like rock music. It oh, was okay. like, well, I mean, rock music in air quotes a lot of the time. Um, and like pop punk and that sort of stuff. And yeah, so that's where I went. And they were always like kind of midday affairs. Yeah. But I didn't I never drank at them. It's too hard to get alcohol at that stage. Yeah. And then literally like probably less than a year later, I was going to parties with alcohol, like my own alcohol. I was like 16 years old. See, I think it was different, right? Because when growing up in the country, I got a, a different perspective because we would go to, so all of my friends are really like widely dispersed. So I go to one of my friend's house and we'd drink and her mom or whatever would buy us like WKGs or you know like the real like sugary you know yeah. the ones mm-hmm. um, one of my favourites was from Little just letting you know what I want can I name Little I can't I can't name Little uh, yeah you can it's a sponsorship underage drinking <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah but they're the worst they ID'd me like last week yeah no I don't even know I didn't know because the man bought them anyway so we're in the house and we had a few drinks or whatever and then we we get on the bus and the bus driver obviously would have our Luke's Day bottles and they'd be like mixed and we'd get out at the disco like it was in the disco was in the middle of nowhere like some random field like some gar club or something and um, there used to be like a drunk room do you remember, do you remember did you ever hear this so no. like you get too drunk and they put you in the drunk room which was like a kitchen <laughs> and the adults would have to sit with you until you sobered up that is gas yeah it was awful like but That's it was brilliant as well hilarious um, and then I remember there used to be these fights outside, like, because it was Calvin, so it was on the border of, wherever they drove us to, it was like the border of, of the north. Yeah. So all these lads would be like, oh yeah, the Nordies, and I was like trying to start all these rows, but like northern uh... lads, so they'd come down their cars, and like all the 16 year old lads would like, get these big scraps and everything, like it was really scary. One of the lads actually got bottled in the face. And I remember one of the girls that was drinking, it was like, right, we're going to get, jump in, we're going to start fighting these lads. And I was I like, mean, fair folks she was like to me, do you, do you, are you coming with us? Like, are you getting involved? She's like, because if you're not, stay here. And I was like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to drink. Yes, that's exactly what I, I would do as well. I couldn't do it. Like, I could imagine. 
No, there was, um, there's a girl that we used to hang out with and we'd go to these blast gigs and she was like, I don't know, more hardcore than we were anyway. And she like would take her top off and jump into the fucking mosh pits. Oh, and we were like, we were like 14 or 15 and couldn't. I was just standing there like eyes wide going, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I understand. We actually have a lot in common there. Blaming other people <laughs> no, yeah. for our drinking habits. It goes so much deeper than we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I loved those discos though. I mean, like. Well, I used to love the blast gigs. I remember I used to go home and I remember I got my, my first time getting the spinnies. Mm. And pretending I was over to my mum and my stepdad. Like, that was funniest thing when they picked me up from the town because the bus would bring you back to the nearest town and then they'd pick me up and it was just it was awful like yeah. I literally spin in my room and like they must have known oh, I they definitely, definitely knew I wasn't a good actor like they, <laughs> they must have mounted <laughs> off me but um yeah it was interesting though I miss those days do you miss those days? not at all no? no now I can buy my own alcohol they don't have to rely on somebody yeah, else with a fake ID thing, though. You, it's not the same because you know when you're 17 and getting into a pub for the first time or a mm. nightclub. And like it's that buzz of getting past the bouncer, you know, you never get that again. You know? Yeah, but then I also never normally have to worry about being refused at the door. <laughs> normally. <laughs> yeah. So that's like an added benefit. Do you, do you not remember the buzz that you get when you get past someone? The relief. I remember the relief. It wasn't like buzz because everybody else already were like, well, yeah, the people I was going with were over 18. So everybody else was going in anyway. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't like a group of us going together trying to get in. Like, but then, but then actually there was a very, very funny story because we were all, my school didn't have fourth year. So we all graduated secondary school very young. We were all 16, 17. And obviously none of us were old enough to go drinking in town. Well, we all went anyway and we all borrowed IDs, had fake IDs kind of made or, you know, sisters' IDs, cousins' IDs. We all went in on our graduation night and our teachers were coming in to meet us, right? But the teachers didn't arrive until after a certain time, so they weren't being let in. And then they stood outside. One of them, my old well, art just teacher, didn't let them in because of the it time. was too late and I think they were drunk and they were probably <laughs> like a bit older than the crowd inside. So they're like, why do you even want to come in? Like... But, um, that was your graduation night. That was my like, graduation night. And then the teacher's outside and one of them starts screaming at the bounce like, you have 15 underage girls in there and I want to <laughs> fucking call the guards. Uh, she got in anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I remember when we had our graduation night, we went to this town that was near enough to the town where I was, went to secondary school and uh, we ended up in this like little like, music dive bar or whatever and um, I think some of our teachers there I don't remember but obviously like some of the girls that were there and some of the lads as well were really innocent not intentionally it was just like I think some of them was the first time they started drinking because they were only 16 as well yeah because we skipped 40 or we didn't have transition year and I remember one of the girls <laughs> went down inside in that of an alleyway with some fellow that she just met like who graduated his school like somewhere nearby mm-hmm. and whatever she was doing I don't know she was enjoying herself hopefully living her life mm-hmm. and uh, one of the girls at school walked out of the pub and started screaming down the alley and she was like I can't be wearing a condom <laughs> screaming and it's like little country town oh it was the worst. that is embarrassing but um yeah that's not a nice person <laughs> oh gosh uh, um, what was your like drink of choice when you were growing up uh, my drink of choice was Jack Daniels and I think it had a lot more to do with the impression that that gave than the actual drink although it does still taste what nice what impression does it give I don't know because it was like it was like a cool thing in my head to drink Jack Daniels and I still like the taste of it but I wouldn't be you know drinking it now Sent me a bit off the walls yeah, after a couple really of years like, of it. It's one of those drinks that makes you really emotional, isn't it? I don't know. It didn't make me emotional, but I got into a lot of like, because you know, I'm 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 a very opinionated person. Um, so I got no, into a lot, no. of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of very opinionated conversations. You do a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what happened. I got, got into a lot of conversations with people that probably weren't the healthiest conversations for me to be having. Yeah. So then eventually I went off Jack Daniels and then I went back to vodka. See, I I never liked beer. From that time I had my first sip of Budweiser, I said no. Well, Budweiser is the 
lowest of the low of beers. It was, yeah, it was, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it like looks like piss. It tastes like piss, in my opinion. Um, I've never tasted piss, but I imagine that's what it tastes like. Oh, okay. Warm piss, like that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a warm board can? I think it was. I think it was like under loads of clothes because mm. we did it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresh out of the dryer. And <laughs> I realised, I think I, I loved vodka when I was about 15. And my, I could actually drink so much vodka. It's ridiculous. I can still drink a lot of vodka. Uh, yeah, I know I can as well. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I drank, I drank so many leggings and shoulders and I drank them straight as well. Cause my, you know, when you're younger, you're like, I need to get drunk. Yeah. Fuck the mixer. Like just get drunk. Yeah. Just, are you still the same now? Do you think if you were to go out? Yeah, you Depends like, on my social yeah, situation. I know what you mean. There are times when I'm like, fuck this shit, I need to get hammered to deal with this. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, no, I'm usually pretty, pretty well. I'm, I'm saying that now and I'm like, down myself <laughs> so hard. Um, yeah. Nobody's listening just the Instagram. It's fine, we've no listeners. Do I go out to get drunk anymore? No, I don't, mm. most of the time. But do I enjoy being drunk if I'm with the right people? Yeah. Yeah. Usually if I'm in a place and I decide I need to be drunk to enjoy the company of the people, it's not going to be a great night. <laughs> but if I get drunk with people I'm enjoying the company of, it's going to, it's usually like fab. Yeah. See, I think for me as well, when I was younger, I used to drink so much. But the reality was I was drinking because I just, just a little bit dark hair. Um, you know, I probably felt a bit like it wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And yeah. It's like I need to get drunk to be really confident. But now I go out and get drunk because I'm having a good time. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, I do. Which is like, but I wish I was one of those people that could just go out and not drink, you know, and just still have a good time. Yeah. But it's, again, it's like, you're, oh, you're on antibiotics. Yeah. You know, if you're not drinking. I've done that a couple of times where I've gone off drink for about a month or something like that. Um, And yeah, you can still have a good night when you're not drinking. It's just that you do get looked at a bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing I think about Irish culture is like you can't, you almost have to be a drinker. Yeah. But the hardest thing about that when you go, when I was away, was that nobody is a drinker and the way Irish people are drinkers. So you're left sitting there having a drink and you're after, and you're the only person then on your third pint and there people are still sipping their first like, and they're like, shit, do I have a problem? But then you come home and everything's fine. Everybody's at the same pace as you. Well, not everybody. But that was because you're in California though. In New York, they're a lot different. Probably, yeah. I think it depends on who you're around as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I did find, I did find somebody who could match me for drink. And he was a great friend. Still is. Um, That's important when you're looking for friends. It's, it's important for face. me, apparently. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of other things that I used to, I don't, the only thing, the only thing I've ever drank that really sent me I was going to say loco and I didn't even mean to say it. Four loco. Four loco. That stuff was crazy. Like literally I had one can of it. I think I had two cans and I was in Brooklyn at the time. Um, and I was watching, I think it was the 4th of July. And we were at the, the water and there was like obviously loads of fireworks. fireworks and stuff. I just remember it was like literally being on acid or something. Oh God. I, I think I sunk into the grass staring into the sky. I tasted you, it. You tasted it. And it was disgusting. So I think I had like about a third of the can and threw it out because it was like, it was it tasted oh, like drinking sugar, like. drinking marzipan is yeah. what I felt like I was doing. And I don't even like marzipan. So that wasn't my favourite. I'm not going to lie. Once the buzz kicks in, I loved it. <laughs> but then trying to get home was a nightmare. Yeah, but you wouldn't drink it now anyway, would you? So like, do you think there's a big difference then between drinking, say, when you're 19 to now? Oh yeah, there's a huge difference. Well, for like, I mean, I get what you were saying back then, drinking had a lot to do with, maybe not necessarily being uncomfortable in my skin, but being uncomfortable with who I wanted to be. So I had to kind of drink to let that out a bit because yeah. I had all the you know the kind of like layers of confusion that comes with teenage years and at 19 you're like I don't want to do this anymore I just want to say what I'm thinking well I was anyway so I would instead of you know holding holding my tongue and being sober I would get drunk and you know say whatever the fuck I wanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like go around kissing boys because I couldn't do that when I was sober. And well, now I could, but I didn't. Um, yeah. Do you think it's good that like our 
the age that we start drinking is a good thing in terms of like it makes us more kind of not ex- I suppose streetwise, but you become kind of able to drink. I think because it's so entwined with socialness in Ireland that like I think it develops your social character a lot in a yeah. way that it like it doesn't really work in in America like a lot of people like there's a lot of stigma around alcohol um and they seem to have a lot of games as well like we just drink like we have obviously kings and all those card games but they drink like I think yeah. the last 10 years we started playing games because they were doing it on like TV shows and like, yeah you know films oh, I totally stuff. get that yeah well in that sense yeah well like we didn't all hit 21 and suddenly be like adults who could suddenly drink ruining our lives we had a slow build up to 18 <laughs> by the time we were legally allowed to drink we were all kind of familiar with alcohol <clears throat> do you remember the first time you had a really bad experience on a night out uh, in what way like just like pure alcohol yeah. based yeah um, yeah so no, I mean, comfort. there's other yeah yeah <laughs> that that. but no um, <clears throat> so I don't know I can't remember what we used to call it but when we, were, we used to go to Fibber's uh, on a Thursday and Fibber McGee's on Parnell Street had three euro drinks. So what you would do is you and a friend would go up to the bar, you would get two pint glasses, each with a double of Southern Comfort in it. And then you'd get a red wicked and a blue wicked and you'd split them between okay. the two pint glasses. Um, and that is my first truly awful experience. I vomited all over the bathroom stalls in Fibbers and I'm sure I'm not alone in that and like while I was getting sick there was also glass on the floor so like I cut my foot in three places um yeah yeah and did you have no shoes on is that how you cut your foot <laughs> no I had a, a dolly shoes <laughs> that used to be a thing where people walk around they probably still do it you know you like wouldn't wear shoes no, and walk no, around because I never wore heels so oh, I would okay. never be you carry your flats in your bag. That was always a little. That was only for the dabs one, <laughs> like those special occasions only. Um, but no, it was because I had like open on the top of my foot shoes, oh, okay, like little yeah, yeah. soft flats. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I can't remember. Like I remember. I don't. The night I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten more than I'll ever know. Yeah. Um. But I remember there was one night in particular. There was a series of nights that I was like, right, I woke up with like sick on my pillow and stuff. And I was just like, right. Oh, I'm, God. Yeah, I'm drinking That's actually never happened to me. Yeah, no. It happened <laughs> to me like a couple of times in a row. And I was like, this is really bad. Um, And then I went out one night. And like, I think it was like near the end of college. And I, I had been really good up to then. Like I hadn't done the whole sick on my pillow thing. And... I was having a great night and whatever. <laughs> Sorry, just the whole stick on me pillow being like, yeah, yeah, that category of alcohol, yeah. Side note, it's a footnote. Um, and I remember I had to chase like a taxi because I left my phone in the back seat. It was gas. So it was just a fun night and then I was on the dance floor. I don't know, fucking Usher was on that song or like mm-hmm. Flo Rida. It was like, I think it was 2011. Wonderful. One of those terrible songs. Yeah. Um, Apple bottom jeans. Yeah. Boots with uh, fur. The, I mean, I like that song. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was on the dance floor dancing away and the next minute I slipped and cut my hand open with glass and whatever happened, you know the way when you go on nights out, this is another thing, you start talking to people and you get, you get met with people and you're with these like random groups of people but then something happens and all of a sudden those people you think are your friends after three acre months <laughs> are really your friends. They're not really your friends, no. Um, but thankfully there was this guy there who's like a nurse or something and he brought me to the bar and like, did, like bandaged my hand up. Mm. Um, and then I went outside, couldn't find anyone and then there was this woman there and she was like, are you okay? No, I'll help you find your friends. I was like, thanks so much. And then I realised she wasn't actually in the club. She was just outside, standing in the smoking area. Okay. So it was really strange. And the bouncer was like, you're not getting in, love. You're not getting in. So obviously she like wasn't allowed into the space. <laughs> <laughs> so but she was, the, she was the reasonable person at this point yeah, in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Quinn's and Rukhandra, by the way. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, she was like, come back to my apartment and we'll find your friend. I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And did you I go back to of her Of course I went back to her apartment because I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. Well, I mean, I say that, but I just so, did that last year. So yeah, I know. similar. Um, so she brings me around the corner to her apartment and I was like, this is really strange. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is, she was really like, no, you need to come home with me. Like, in case, like, 
you're a bit drunk or whatever. And in my head, I'm like, I'm actually okay. Like, I really should just go home. Mm-hmm. But she's just like, no, come in. And then, so of course, I follow her in. And it's like, it's real dark and there's no lights on. I was like, oh my God. <sighs> I'm going to die. I'm yeah, die. yeah. So I'm sitting there on her couch and she's like, let me pour you a glass of wine. <laughs> she's trying to get into your pants. I no, this is this is when it got really weird. So she took out this laptop and she started trying to like log into the laptop. I was thinking, this isn't her laptop. This isn't her apartment. Mm. The people are like dead in the bedroom or something. She like hijacked their lives. And um, she couldn't log into the laptop. So then eventually she got in. I think I helped her even in my drunken state. And then she was like, I'll let you go if you add me on Facebook. And I was like, this is really strange. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> is she still your friend? Can we stalk her after Yeah, this? she is, yeah. That's brilliant. Um, I have to delete her. I think it's just because every time we tell a story, I have to show her. And yeah. So um, anyway, she added me and like, and I was like, right, I need to get out here. Um, And I, I had the glass of wine. So I did that thing, you know, when people throw it over the shoulder and they pretend to drink it. I actually did that. In her living room? In her living room. <laughs> oh, God. All over the back bad. of her chair. I hope it was right. No, I think it was white. But anyway, I, I don't know what it was, but... Um, so eventually I got up and I was like, oh, no, I really need to go. So I got out of there and then her boyfriend rang her before I could get out of the house. I think she had the lock on the door or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, who are you? Who is, who's in the apartment? And she's like, oh, he's fine. He's, um, he's gay. He's gay. It's fine. Like, he's, I'm, I'm safe with like, him. I'm like, how am I in this situation? <laughs> and he's like, I'm coming home now. And I was like, this is so weird. I need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So eventually I got out. And I got in a taxi and I was like, right, I'm never going to have to. And, but I was terrified. I was literally like, that was such a strange situation. That is a very strange. And just tell me this. Does your Facebook make her look like a normal person? No. No? That's okay. even more terrifying. That's brilliant. Um, I'm real excited to so, see that. I wish we could link to it. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up the next morning and, um, I, you know, I was remembering the night. And then I was like, God, oh, Jesus, that was mad. And then she rings me. I got this like unknown number ringing me and of course oh, I answer because I'm so over and I'm not thinking you don't answer unknown numbers yeah and she was like did you get home okay and I was like I just hung up <laughs> I didn't know what else to do I couldn't she thinks you were dead now yeah <laughs> except for your friends on Facebook so she yeah. knows everything about your life oh god she probably still wants to hang out like, yeah um oh Jamie but um and the next time actually I don't know if I can share the story I feel like you need to trump what I just said for me to say something else. You want me to? Yeah, I can't even, you can't, you know what I'm going to share, don't you? Um, yeah, I think so. And that's, that, that's when I really was like, no, I can't drink this much anymore. Yeah. Um. I, (laughs) go for it. Like, if you don't want me to put it in there, we can edit it. Okay. Um, so one night me and my friend went down and she was living in town and obviously we probably drank as you do. And we went into this very famous nightclub on Harcourt Street. Not oh, Coppers. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one of the guys that we went to college with, well, I think we, we finished college at this stage, but one of the guys we were in college with was like one in the nightclub or he was like PR or something. So he was mad about the girl I was with. <coughs> so he said like, oh, come up to the VIP area. So we got us up to the VIP area, two free bottles of vodka for I us. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, it was a very nice VIP area and two bottles of vodka was far too much for yeah, for two, two people. people. <laughs> um, yeah. And a bottle of vodka had been the reason why I'd ended up in all those other situations where I was like, <laughs> I can't drink this bottle of vodka. So I knew she couldn't drink because she literally could have three drinks and she was on the floor. She was oh, okay. a terrible drinker. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's no way she can drink any of this. So I literally was like pouring it down on the ground. That's my instinct when I'm drunk. No one's going to see me like throw it on the ground. Like clearly... <laughs> Just like, I would even look more sloppy. And I remember there was like a family celebrating like a 50th or something in the corner and like we were dancing with them. So I went into the toilet and I drank so much of her vodka to stop her drinking that I was like, all right, I need to just take a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the toilets were like really like secluded. So you had your own toilet. Everyone had their own toilet because it was the VIP area. And um fell asleep. And woke up the door swinging open and a big massive bouncer standing there picking me up <laughs> off the floor. <sighs> I was like, this is, this is awful. And my head I was like, oh no. And I remember my head was bobbing side to side. And I could I remember her like screaming behind me like, being like, 
like I don't know whether she was like trying to help me or like freaking out because I like passed out on the floor I can't remember oh god and um they brought me outside and the guy he, the guy told her to stay inside and not to let her out the bouncers not to let her out which was really strange that is very strange it was really strange um and they brought me to the taxi and I had her house case which was even worse in my pocket so he was like go back to her house and let yourself in like I was in no state to let myself into someone's house and that was the first night I'd been in their house oh god I didn't even meet a roommate so they'd never even have like they'd be like who's, be like, who's this drunk person coming in so the taxi man was like no I'm not letting him in I'm not letting him into taxi your man kept pushing me out he was pushing me into the taxi I was literally you just reminded myself. me of a story sorry carry on yeah and eventually your man left me on the steps on Harcourt Street mm-hmm. some building steps and I passed him and I woke up and these like really nice people were trying to help me and lucky enough I still had a phone at the stage and um, they messaged Aaron my boyfriend and something like please help me I'm on a step or whatever and um please help me I'm on a step somewhere in Dublin find me find me where's Wally where's Gareth oh Um, you're wearing stripes anyway I know (laughs) um I'm wearing stripes right now that's what she means Uh, Mm um so yeah so what was that yeah, so I was on the steps and next minute and a homeless man wakes me up because I passed out again and he's a really nice man and he says to me oh just saying you know someone just robbed your phone I was like oh my god yeah I know oh my god so I'm in an awful state I think I just had a shirt on or something it was freezing I, um, and I was like I need to do something I couldn't get myself up off the ground you know when you're in your head and you're like yeah. sober in your head but you can't make your body physically move and um I remember the homeless man was like to me just keep like watch your wallet watch your wallet and thank god I was wearing really tight jeans mm. so I couldn't get my wallet out <laughs> um, so eventually oh, like a ray of light I saw Aaron come towards me <laughs> running across the street and he said he like no but I probably was there two hours I have no clue and um was he walking around looking for you no he worked on Harcourt Street at the time yeah but in a different place yeah but he had, he saw his phone and just walked outside and saw me Oh, like literally across the road he walked him down the road or something oh my gosh. Um, so lucky enough he brought me home so long story short I got my phone back so yeah. the next the guards got it off the press so everything was grand like. so everything was grand <laughs> my, just my dignity I had no dignity left yeah it's gone it's gone so, I mean have you found it since no oh. I'm still searching Harcourt Street every time I drive past <laughs> reach out for your dignity yeah, yeah um, I feel that so that was my last yeah that was yeah. the last time I I told a lie earlier on when I said my first really bad experience oh, drinking that's so let me because um, I've, I've remembered that's the first time I was in a pub yeah but when I was a teenager I used to do moronic things like have house parties um, with people that I kind of own that I barely knew people that I barely knew were there um, and oh god the like my mum was away and we I invited like a bunch of people and there was a bottle of whiskey underneath the kitchen um sink right so I was drinking that I'm pretty sure I drank the whole thing um god knows also first night I tried weed and so I had like a pull like probably just a single pull but anyway so I got sick everywhere in my own house surrounded by I don't remember I don't remember I remember sitting on the stairs and taking the drag of the joints but that's the probably the last thing I remember and I can picture everything else from all the lovely graphic stories all my friends had to tell me about it um, I vomit everywhere. Girl that I barely knew when she was one of those kind of like people who's your friend but not your friend people. She's like a friend of a friend. She doesn't really like it. And you're like, why did I invite this person to my party? Anyway, she changed me uh, from the clothes that I had vomited all over and put me <laughs> into my bed in my own house party where like my friends were kind I want to say they were looking after the house, but they weren't. And uh, they were there. Um, My close friends like so. Does your mom know about this? Oh, yeah. Um, probably not in as much detail as I'm about to give in to uh, but anyway so then I'm in my bed after vomiting everywhere and like all like some of the people that we invited we thought were really like cool hot people to have at a party uh, but I used to have who a would key- never invite you to their parties yeah. uh, I used to have a keyboard in my bedroom and one of the like people that I thought was just like so beautiful came in um, when my friends were 
in the room with me like didn't creep on me into the room or anything like that but he played the exorcist theme song on the keyboard in my bedroom i was like 15 years old um vomit everywhere like you know your crush is playing fucking the exorcist on the keyboard somebody else is trying to get you to keep doing this ridiculous dance from a song that you love by the libertines and are you still covered in sex still no like you want to change oh me. okay right um and then then they try and get a taxi because i'm actually not supposed to be staying in my house this night and i was supposed to like kick everybody out and go back to my uncle's but instead, the party kept going, tried to put me into a taxi. The taxi man wouldn't take me. And then two very good friends um, carried me basically about a half an hour walk away. <laughs> like, basically, like carried me, like kind of like drag carried me. Like I had an arm over each of them to my uncle's house. Woke up the next morning on a sofa in my uncle's house. And he's hoovering around me really aggressively. And he's like, I'm after being over at the house, just in the fucking state of it, I had to kick everybody out. Like, and I was like, oh, it was, like, oh, it was like the worst. Anyway, so I have to go back over to my house. He's like, you better clean up before your ma gets home and everything. And go back over to my house. There's door handles after being pulled off. People had used um, chicken nuggets to ice skate around the kitchen floor. Somebody had jumped out my bedroom window and broken through the decking in the back garden. There was fucking towels everywhere on the floor. I have no idea what they were doing with the fucking towels. Um, yeah, and so like the house was like locked, and I'd used the key because I'd left a key with my with my cousin at the time. And then I went over to her house, which was very close to mine, and all my friends were in bed after t- telling me what a wonderful night I'd missed and how ridiculous I was as a human. And um, yeah, I will live with that until I die. <laughs> Like that's that comes up at like every family gathering, every oh, fucking time me and my God. friends reminisce about something. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my you that's were one of those people that were in the newspaper. I could have been. Could have been. I could have been that stupid kid on Australian TV being like, I'm not apologizing for having the best parody, but I wasn't. Thank God. Is that what that movie's based off? Like I Project X or yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, Someone I think so. my Facebook once that I was having a Project X party. Fuck off. And invited everyone, my family, my distant family, people I hadn't talked in years. Nightmare. Yeah. Nightmare. Yeah. I actually think it was the other way around. I think the party was based on the film. I'm not sure. But I think that party oh. was based on a different party. Okay. I don't know. Right, yeah. Um, um, so what happened then like this is, I was grounded for like two months did like, your mom did your mom come back that day uh, she came back the next day and I cleaned up the house um, to the best of my capabilities at the age of 15 but it was like three layers of fucking spilled beer on the ground in every room was the house stank there people been smoking what was it carpets no there was there was carpets on the stairs um, so I had to do that but like yeah, so like, no, oh, it was nasty. I tried to clean. But before I'd had the party, I'd had the good foresight. I don't know if you can call it this, but to take down all of the ornaments and breakable things. <laughs> I, I thought I was being so responsible, oh, but in fact, I was just a moron child. Did you lock the bedrooms? No. The bedrooms didn't even lock. What did you do there? Did you like disinfect the rooms? Like, well, one of them was my room. So I had to like clean the vomit off the floor because I got sick everywhere in that room. Um, I've actually just remembered that probably for the first time since I had to do it. Um, My mom's room, my cousin had slept in my mom's room. Um, But that was it. And like they kind of like, I'd say, like I said, they were looking after the house, but they weren't looking after the house. Yeah. You know what they I mean? They were doing their, yeah. Yeah. They were, they were doing their bit. They, they yeah. helped me clean the next day. A couple of other people came over to help me clean like my actual friends. Not the people that I invited that weren't my friends, but I thought they were cool. Did you ever see them again? Oh yeah, see them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> see them around, you know. It's great life. <laughs> oh wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I blacked out at a house party once and my sister had to bring me home and I woke up with no clothes on. Mm. That was just to like drag me down the street. And yeah. me home. That was... That's as bad as I got, Justine. Like, were you naked were... being dragged down the street? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of worse. Um, I or, don't know. I can't answer that question. You can't answer that question. You have no answer. No. Okay. Um, but, yeah. For the sake of humour, we I'm trying to say make you, you feel better, but can't I think you just... I can't, I can't be made feel better. That's like... <sighs> so I, have a, yeah, I have a pretty high bar for fucking up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm actually uncomfortable in my own skin right now. I can't sit still. Um, 
Right. So, yeah, let's talk about nightclubs now. Nightclubs. Nightclubs. Let's talk proper Harcourt Street. That's. Did you like nightclubs? <laughs> See, bro, I love. <coughs> even now, I love going into a gay bar. It's not just because I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. I'm a gay man. Sorry. Don't cut that out. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a gay man. I'm a gay man. But I love a bit of a good, you know, good pop song, like comes on the buzz is going mm-hmm. S Club 7 whatever I love a good tune and like I have to say Coppers has the tunes I know we had this conversation before I know Coppers is awful yeah. I've only been a handful of times but every time I've been there songs have been great mm-hmm. I will say that about the place okay I have nothing else good to say about it <laughs> or the songs okay um, D2 was an experience oh, I fucking loved D2 yeah but it had that weird like not like a mosh pit but it had a weird banister around the the, the dance, dance floor. floor was like a dip down yeah, it was, yeah. and you couldn't bring your drink onto the dance yeah. floor yeah that was weird remember a lot of dancing on the lower end and then someone See, that's downstairs right I got a little bit older went to D2 discovered there's a whole like live oh. band situation upstairs sometimes oh. very funny that's that's a real difference isn't it live band when you're 28 to yeah well I mean I haven't been like in, in a couple of years I think it was about 25 the last time I was there okay. but yeah very different story anyway um and then Everly Gardens was a big spot. I used to go to Aries. Yeah, because he worked there. Um, I was only ever there once for one drink with you. But by the time we met, I was totally fun. over, totally over nightclubs. No, see, I was, I was like nearly over it. I was just going to places that I knew. Like then we got really into work plans for a while. Yeah, and I suppose that is a nightclub, but I don't think of it in the same way I think of Harcourt Street. Yeah, it's got really shit now. Oh, it? the work is awful. I feel like this is just going to be the rest of my life deciding that I like somewhere and then a week later being like this place yeah. is awful. Well, I suppose working has lasted for a while. But um, you you cleaned up in Workman's like mm. every time we go to Workman's. Can I tell the story of the Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike? Sure. I might cut it but yeah. So uh, me and Justine. you make me sound like a slut. <laughs> well, actually, not no, that there's any shame. There was two it. times. There's no shame. No slut shame here. Um, there was two times Justine. Well no. There was a few times but <laughs> I so shady. Garrett wants to tell two stories about Justine and Workman's. Um, there we go. <laughs> no the first time I remember these are two things because they kind of involved me. So that's why I remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, this guy from Drag Race, anyone watch, watches RuPaul's Drag Race will know Milk from season six, I think it is. And he was in the corner of the workman's with a guy I knew. We both knew. You kind of knew him as well. Yeah. And Great guy. Yeah, really nice. Makeup artist. Hey, Lorcan. Um, mm-hmm. So he was talking to Milk and I was obviously, I knew Aaron was a massive fan. I liked him as well. But I was like, obviously really starstruck. It was really strange. Like, it was weird. Like, I don't think I would be the same. That was, I think we were 22 or something, maybe. Um, um, no. I was 22, you were 23. Uh, yeah, probably uh, 23, 23 or 24. Yeah. And then, yeah, so obviously, you really liked this guy, and then we knew the guy was, like, between Milk and us. Okay. So, though the guy was, like, past Milk, but we got to Milk. Okay, did not then... I don't remember this. Yeah. But I remember meeting milk. milk. Yeah. But I don't remember... Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they all blur. <laughs> they all blur together. But when we got to milk, obviously, I was squeezed there, so I couldn't say anything. Made Justine come over with me, and I couldn't speak words. I mean, Justine just stared at each other, and we were like, no, we need to leave. Yeah. So, eventually, um, we got away from milk, and then Q, Justine... What do you call it in the movies when they have that cute moment? Meet cute. Meet cute. Mm. You need to get away from the famous drag queen because your friend was acting like a freak. <laughs> <laughs> and some guy was like, there. What did that guy look like? He's very attractive. I mean, you've always gone with very attractive men in the workings. Okay. Um, he was very tall, dark, handsome. And I think you just started kissing straight away. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pause. It was just straight in. I'm going to come off so well in this podcast. <laughs> I can feel it. And uh, so you were obviously doing your bit or whatever, and then I don't know what I was doing. Um, and then the second time, this is one of my favourite times, when we went to Workman's and we were both very young. I think we'd been somewhere else first. We had been many places Many before, places. You lost before. your phone. Yes. At a canal. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to stop sharing. I'm spilling all your secrets. Um, and I was standing, we were standing in the smoking area of Workman. Of work fans, and there was a really like Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike talking to us, and I think I think you thought he was into me, Maybe. or, or and something. then I probably just kissed him anyway. Yeah, and then um, I was kind of 
they were both kind of talking and then all of a sudden in that kind of random way they just started like meeting each other yeah so I just turned around and I started talking to this couple and you know your man the couple the straight couple kind of thought he was into me because he saw us talking or whatever but then the two of you like were meeting based on obviously he was not gay but he was very attractive like he was probably he was Leonardo DiCaprio like just I mean, you met Leonardo DiCaprio that yeah night. I did you don't even remember yeah I need to start feeling like embarrassment about this and just own it you know like Literally I wore the face it. off Leonardo DiCaprio in the workman's smoking area um, and then yeah so you're fun. the best wingman I've ever had in my life honestly like is fucking just the best you just start you because you're so friendly like you just talk to anybody and I sometimes I'm like that but most of the time I'm I'm a bit like thorny but I don't like talking to strangers as yeah. much as you do uh, yeah that is so I'm like uh, thank you but <laughs> I think when I go on nights out one thing I don't do as much actually no I, I still do it to a certain extent is make friends with people in toilets mm-hmm. and just in general like people that I just met on that night and like we're best friends we drank all night together we're gonna like go to each other's weddings like we're giving each other career advice life advice mm-hmm. adding each other on Facebook adding each other on Instagram we've gone through an entire friendship in the space of an hour yeah and then I just I'll never see you again yeah bye bye do you know yeah and like, I actually went to a stage where I had like 16 friend requests and I was like there's just no point at, like let's just remember that night for what it was and not you know yeah I'm, not pretend that we're going to be friends no. but not I'm like sh- sometimes yeah. like each other's statuses when they're about careers or families or all mm-hmm. the things that we talked about that night <laughs> yeah you know you're, um, not, you're not adding people for the like you I I know I don't know you do you do the DMC thing I, I used to a lot oh my I God. mean that's but that is me on Harcourt Street you know like talking to girls in bathrooms being like oh you don't need him honey and yeah all that shit yeah, the, the layer of confidence <coughs> when you're drunk is unbelievable. Like, yeah. I think that's my favourite thing about being drunk is that you literally feel like you can walk into an interview and just ace the interview. Yes. You know? And you probably could, except for they could smell the booze <laughs> when you get to that level of drunk or when I get to that level of drunk. But yeah, no, I used to make a lot of friends, have mad DMCs in, in bathrooms. DMCs is deep, meaningful conversations just for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and yeah... I mean, I think I got bored of it because it became, like, obviously a little, like, insincere. You know what I mean? To me, it, like, it lost its kind of beauty. I stopped being, like, enamoured by strangers Yeah. for for minutes at a time. I kind of... I think yeah. I kept meeting, because I talked to so many people, I kept meeting the same kind of type of... People. Yeah. 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 They were just different versions of that person, but I knew... I think you just, when you get older, you get wiser and you can spot people who are, like, I remember I was out with New Year's and this is when, like, I was like, I, everyone, I ended up on my own in the nightclub and at the end of the night, I don't know what happened. My friends, I was with, like, a group of people. One group went, one side of the group went home, the other side of the group, someone got sick or something and then they had to go home, but then they thought I was with the other side of the group. This is what happens when you're someone who talks to everyone because they think you're still there with mm-hmm. them. Um, and then I was like no I'm going to stay I'm going to have a good night I'm going to go to a party <laughs> like, I just thought yeah. yeah so I ended up in the smoking area talking to loads of random people you know because smoking areas are the best when yeah. you want to meet new like, people definitely mm. definitely and I ended up talking to this girl and she had been talking to my friend previously that night and they were having this like big DMC or whatever and I was kind of talking to her as well so I was chatting to her again in the smoking area so then the night continued. I was like, right, I'm going to go home now. I'm kind of sobered up now. I've had a good night. Mm-hmm. I've had enough of my bullshit talk. Yeah. Um, so I went outside and I saw that girl. And she'd been from Cork, had a real like West Cork accent, really strong. And I walked outside and she started talking to me in a Cockney British accent. Of course. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, you're drunk and you're like pretending you're from another country. Yeah. She literally just started talking in another accent. I was like, I'm not adding you on Facebook. <laughs> you can stay away from me. Yeah, keep yeah. those people at a distance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's those as well, you know. Oh, God. Then I think I'm probably one of them as well. Because I'm running around <laughs> talking to random people. But at least you're doing it in the same accent. Mm. You're consistent. Mm. I think I've, I've thought about it there. And I think the reason that um, <clears throat> I don't like talking to people as much is because I we, we both worked in a place where we had to talk to people 
as though they were our friends. That ruined it for me. And well. it ruined it for me. Like I just began to resent conversations with strangers when I like literally couldn't give a flying fuck about their issues after having to listen to strangers tell me their issues all day long. All day long. Um. So I I began to resent it. Um. And now I've lost the skill for talking to strangers because I'm like I don't want to. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. Like I think if I mildly know them, like I no, I I'm still fairly chatty, but definitely not working in that place anymore has restored some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still I'm still I'm more weary than I was before, definitely. Yeah. But I think that's just life experience um, yeah. in general. You know, age. I'm just old now. Age, yeah. Like, what do you want the next ten years to be like when you're drinking? Oh God! <laughs> you're drinking. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what a horrible question. Oh no. Uh. Fun. I want them to be fun. I like now that my drinking experience have no drama. You know There's that's no not drama. like that's not something I I let happen anymore on nights out most of the most of the time. Sometimes you can't avoid it, but like that, just nobody has any time for drama anymore. We're all a bit older. We're all a bit wiser, and the things that would have been very dramatic and important before are now just like oh whatever, you'll get over it. Yeah, I think if you're going out now. And you're young and you're just having fun and you're meeting new people. Keep doing that until you get bored of it. Because yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. As long as you're not drinking every single night. As long as you're not stealing cars like they do and can't cope, won't cope. Yeah. You're, you're doing all right, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as long as you're not hijacking your life or ruining your life. And yeah. 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 So that's that's our wisdom for that's the, our wisdom after um, all that shite talk yeah. that's all we have to say I know uh, second season of Can't Cope Won't Cope starts on the 23rd of April which is very exciting it's on the first season's on Netflix Um, if you have Netflix and you want to watch it and relate hard like relate in a very serious way to some people making some bad decisions but also yeah. be very glad it's not you right now yeah you feel the fear really deep down for that show it's written really well and the characters are great I loved it. Okay. Um, so this has been Ask My Hoop. Um, hope you enjoyed it, where we, we embarrass ourselves for your pleasure. Um, we're not sure what we'll talk about next time, but it will probably be equally as humiliating. Um, probably. That's all I really have to add. That's, my That's all you really have to add. All right. I think I've shared enough, Justine. I don't need to share anymore. Okay. I think it's time to close this off. Okay. Shut it down. Okay, I'm shutting it down. <laughs> Thank you.